just want to welcome everybody here. If it's your first time here, we welcome you to Crossover. Amen. This is our young adult ministry here at Metro Praise. It's between the ages of 18 to 30s, and we are so happy and excited that you are all here tonight. I think welcome the visitors, you know. This is your second time, third time. Um, you are always welcomed here. So I just want to explain to you a little bit of how this works. So we worship the Lord until he says we're done. And then, you know, I, I preach what the Lord puts on my heart. Then we break out into small groups, and, and we just talk, and you have a time to um, share, you know, as a man in a group of other men, you know, what your struggles are. Or you can testify, and you can encourage another brother who may be going through some things. And then the women, you know, we have a great time over here, and we share what's on our heart, and it's just a powerful time. Amen? If you've had a powerful time in those small groups, say amen. Amen. God is good, and, and worship was just so powerful. God is doing a new thing here, you know, all over the city of Chicago, in his body, all over the world. You know, he's been doing it. He will do it until Jesus comes back, and nothing will stop him, right? But here in this place, you know, through this ministry, if you just look around you right now, I mean, God is doing a new thing here. And I just praise God that he has allowed us to be a part of it. You know, that he has allowed me to see Elizabeth get saved, you know, get set free and get saved and now live for Jesus. That is powerful. If he came for the one, you know, that was it. It was enough. But yet there's all these other faces here in this room that were saved that are now living free because he cares for us, because he loves us so. God is good. The Holy Spirit touched me. I'm sorry. Um, we have been witnessing a Wicker Park and just been seeing powerful testimonies. You know, our friend Schaefer, his name is Jonathan. We call him Schaefer. Uh, Schaefer here, he, he came from Wicker Park. You know, he had been lost, you know, like a little sheep without a shepherd. He knows wanting Jesus but wasn't going to a church. Got connected with us. Now he's here because we met him out. We were out at Wicker Park, and we reached out, and, and he connected. Now he's one of us. You know, and there's so many people here. We met, you know, our friend Nandri and her friend through going out to another church and just doing ministry with them. And now she's one of us. You know, it's just connecting with people. And that's all it is. It's connecting with people, you know, sharing the love of Christ and what we're doing. And, and this weekend, um, this Friday, for one reason or another, the Lord sent us to Logan Square. Boy, oh boy, did we have a good time in Logan Square. Oh, my goodness, if you don't go out witnessing and you want to have a good time, you need to call me, all right? You need to call me on a Friday night. And when we go out to Logan Square, get ready to have a field day. We got back into that van, and we, we felt like we had just whooped that devil. I'm telling you, it felt like we just went out there. We took that sword, and we just sliced and diced him up because we spoke to so many people, you know, so many people that were receptive to the gospel, receptive to hearing you know and they were so willing to share what was going on and they were not ashamed of their sin they wanted to tell us they wanted to tell us what was going on in their life because they wanted freedom amen and that's where we met our friend over here Assad everybody say hi to Assad get to know him a little later amen see God is moving why because we have made ourselves available for him to use us not because we're saying we have a cute little ministry Lord now use us no we make ourselves servants of all, and we say we're going to go out, and we're going to stand in the cold for four hours, three hours, you know, and preach this gospel. But, man, our generation is dying. Our generation is, is going downhill. It's sick. 
it is dying without Jesus, and that is why we go out. You know, I used to check my heart every time. You know, I used to say, do I want people to get saved because I want them to give glory to Jesus, or do I just want them to come to Jesus so they don't go to hell, so they don't burn? You know, and I felt convicted. I felt like I'm just always using the fear factor because I don't want people to go to hell. But guess what the Lord told me? I don't want them to go to hell either. I desire none to perish. So that's why I'm sending you Jesus. He's sending us out to preach the gospel, to gather them in. Not because we saved them, but because he's using us to gather his sheep one by one. So do not grow weary in doing good. Amen? Man, we used to be four or five of us in this place, you know, and now Berto and I are meeting with people throughout the week and talking to people on the phone who want to get connected. Do not grow weary in doing good. Amen? For in a proper time, you will reap a harvest. That is a promise. A promise. If you want to see soul saved, if you want to see God move in the city, God do a, a change before your eyes. Make yourself av- available. Don't grow tired. Don't grow discouraged, but push and persevere, you know, because many people give up way too soon before they see their miracle come through. Amen. I want us to turn to uh, Luke 5:27. As we go out, you know, it just the Lord is just putting this on my mind how sin, it's just a disease. You know, it's a disease that's killing our generation off. And it's a disease that people don't even know that they have. Walking around blinded without direction, not understanding that without Christ they are sick on the inside, that their soul and their spirit is dead, and they need a doctor. Come on. And that doctor is Jesus Christ. Everybody say Jesus. The disease is called sin. What is sin? I'm sorry. I made you guys go to Luke 5.27. You can stay there. But I want you, Salvador, if you can go to Galatians 5.17. The disease is sin. And what we're going to read right now is a list of what the Bible considers the sinful nature, but it's not at all a complete list. Okay, so there's other things that can go under this category. Galatians 5:17. I'm excited. God is doing good things. So what is sin? You know, when we go out on the streets, people want to justify what sin is. Sin is anything against the holy God. And if you begin to open up the word of God, you begin to see, you know, the light shining back at you and telling you this is what sin is. See, many people say, I'm not a sinner. I do good. But once you begin to read the word, once you let the law come into your heart a little bit, you begin to see that you're not such a good person after all. And that when you come face to face with the holy God, you're not going to be on the good side. The wrath of God will be against you. So today, I want us to take a look at this. The life by the Spirit says, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. Come on, we all have flesh, right? Our flesh desires to do evil things, but on the inside, we hear that little voice inside that says, that is wrong. If you got the spirit on the inside of you, you hear that voice when you're about to commit something, when you're about to go sleep with that man or that woman, when you're about to turn on the TV and watch a little porn, when you're about to blow up at your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You hear that spirit on the inside, and it's contrary to what your flesh is telling you to do. It's a battle, you know? But thank God for Jesus. 
It says, they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under this law. Amen? There's freedom when you walk in the Spirit. We're not under that law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Oh, really? Are they obvious? Come on, because some people like to argue. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. Let me stop at witchcraft. Here, let me turn here. I wrote something down for you guys. Okay. Witchcraft, I'm going to try to say this word, comes from the Greek word pharmakia. Can everybody say pharmakia? Something like that. We'll ask Nancy later. We, that's where we get the word pharmacy from. Amen? We're learning a little something here. Drugs are witchcraft. Come on, people want to say, show me in the Bible we're smoking a little weed is sin right here. It's witchcraft. Drugs, when you intoxicate your body, you poison. It means poison. And you put this into your body. It is witchcraft. And it also means the sorcery, and it means all the magical arts and all of that. Let's keep going. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. There's a warning here. What is sin? It's anything that is against the spirit of God, against the holy God, a righteous God, a perfect God. It's it's written out. It's plain for us to see. It describes many of the things that we deal with in our generation and they dealt with back then. Come on, there's nothing new under the sun. This stuff has been going on for ages. And God is saying this is sin. And because of sin, the wrath of God is being revealed against us. It was being revealed against them and still to this day. And we need to turn away from sin. What are the symptoms of these diseases? Come on. What are they? Think about it. What happens when you fall into the sin? When you're just having a good time. You're entangled. Come on, you can't get out of it. You fall into drugs. You fall into alcohol. It's a sin that keeps on going, this disease. You know, they re- alcoholism, they consider a disease. And it keeps going. And you can inherit that to your children because they see it in you. And they'll continue in that cycle. It's a disease that keeps on going. And it entangles you and it entangles those around you and your family members from generation and generation to come. That's what sin does to you. What else does it do? It warps you. It destroys you. It destroys your mind and your spirit. You are trapped without hope. And like it says here, it keeps you from the kingdom of God which is the worst of all things. Come on. Sin is a serious thing. It's not something to be played with. It's not something that God is saying, well, if you sin, you know, you're okay because you're still pretty cute, you know, and you pay your tithes on a Sunday morning. Oh, no, no, no. See, before you come on a Sunday morning, before you get all dressed up, before you bring your tithes up here and you pay your dues, you better make sure this is right. You better make sure that your heart is right as you're serving the Lord. 
as you're going to work and you're representing Jesus and you're saying the name of Jesus and God bless you this and God bless you that, you better make sure that your heart is right in this place because God is not playing tonight. He is a holy God and we think that we can get away with things because of his mercy. Come on, it's not like that. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. You know, his mercy over and over and how compassionate and slow to angry he is with us. Luke 5.27. Luke 5.27. It says, After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi, sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And so Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to the disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered, Is it not the healthy? Oh, I'm sorry. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Come on. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Come on, Jesus didn't come to just have us come to church and sing a few songs. He didn't come for that. He didn't come so that we can boast about what we've done, so that, you know, we can just pretend to look good on the outside, but on the inside we are all tore up. No. He came to call us sinners to repentance. Come on, Levi was a sinner. He was a tax collector, looked down upon the people because he was a swindler. Come on, tax collectors took money from people. He was a liar, and he was all in it, you know, that selfish ambition. That's what tax collectors were, were known for, an unexpected candidate. But Jesus called him. He knew that his heart was ready, and this man, obeyed and he followed him and he left everything behind everything behind come on he could have had money a status a reputation people probably respected him out of fear but he left everything behind come on levy is also known as matthew if you, if you all didn't know okay so he follows jesus he takes him back to his house and he has a banquet for him. And not only is he, you know, praising him and, and welcoming him and opening his home up for him, but now he's inviting others to come eat with him. And he's unashamed of who this man is. He is not ashamed that he has just left everything behind to go after him. Are you unashamed today? Are you inviting Jesus into your house tonight and inviting everybody else to come get to know him too? Come on, but people start talking mess. All the religious people, right? The Pharisees are saying, why do you eat with sinners? Come on, when you start following Jesus, people around you are going to start talking. They're going to start talking about you. They're going to start talking about how you change and just nitpicking at every little thing that you do. But still he goes, and then Jesus answers, it's not the healthy that I came for, but it's the sick. Come on, if you're sick in this place, sick the disease come on sin in this place you are at the right place today because the doctor is in amen jesus is in this place tonight and he's saying i came for you it's not the righteous if you're righteous in this place and you think you got it all together he didn't come for you he can't help you if you think you got it all together amen 
He came for you. If you are sick in this place, you have the disease of sin. Come on, the disease of drugs, of anger, of hatred, depression. He came for you, and there's no reason to be ashamed of that. Because if you were not here, then there was no reason for him to come. If sin was not in this world, there was no reason for him to come. So stop playing with the show. Stop putting on the mask and let it be known and say, Jesus, tonight I need you. You came for me and today I am going to come to you. I am going to leave everything behind and follow you. Meet with him tonight. Amen. He has come for us to live with him, to commune with him, to follow him. If you're a Christian in this place and you're still slipping, dipping, and dabbing in sin, that's funny, right? If you're still slipping, dipping, and dabbing in sin, come on, a little bit here and there. You know, I'm, I'm walking this straight path, but every now and then I fall. Come on, he came for you. Jesus, it's no more. It's time to walk a straight path and to not look behind. Leave the things that hinder you behind. Leave the sin that hinders you behind. If you're a Christian in this place, it's time to start acting like it because you are more than a conqueror. You are not to be defeated by sin any longer. You are not under this law anymore. It is not a battle anymore because Christ is in you. So walk in holiness. Walk in righteousness. And if you sin, his grace is there for you. It's time to stop walking in defeat and stop walking in depression and thinking that the devil has a hold on you because he doesn't. Jesus came for you. Amen? He didn't just come for a pastor. He didn't just come for the most holiest person in this world. No, he can't help that person anymore. He came for us, the sinner, and he's saying, I'm going to wash you. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to put a Band-Aid over that. I'm going to give you heart surgery. It's Jesus. And he came to heal us. The doctor is in. Everybody say, the doctor is in. And he is calling us to repentance. Amen? Jesus is here for you. It's time to stop struggling in these things. He's saying, come and follow me. You might think to yourself, I am not like the rest. You're an unlikely candidate. You, you might be, feel like you're not, you don't even belong. You don't even fit in. You don't look like the person, you know, your pastor on a Sunday morning. But that's exactly why he's picking you. That's exactly why he's calling you so that you can give him praise, so that you can glorify him through your weaknesses. Amen? So that's-